Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Splitting hairs, splitting some hairs. We're splitting those hairs because we split the hairs. That's our new team song. Can you believe you pre-recorded that for this? That like was, that was I, just have a, I just have a button on my thing that I just press and that happens. Yeah, yeah. So, do you want yeah. me to press it again? Yeah, do it again. Let me press it, okay? No, I can't. I broke the button. Oh. Sorry. No, we'll have to redo it again. I'll fix it later. Don't worry uh, about it. That was our it. new theme song. <laughs> Welcome back yeah. to Sure It'll Be Grand. Episode. That's what we took the, the month off for? That's what we did to work on our that, time yeah. off. Yeah, I made that. It's great, isn't it? recorded that in a proper mm. studio and there's auto-tune. Anyway. Yeah, it cost us 20 grand. Episode 2 of Splitting Hairs. It's back. Mm. The show that everybody loves. So last time out we did this, we thought maybe, ah, well, let's give it a go. And we did Armageddon versus Deep Impact, and people liked it. They which surely is, did. That's, that's nice. So we're back. They're they're now a semi regular thing that we're going to do a lot more of. And this time around, I mean, there was only one option really to do for the next one because a bunch of people suggested it. I every time you look up movies that are sort of the any same, research, yeah, anything. <laughs> anytime you Google movies that are kind of similar that came out around the same time, which is the premise of Splitting Hairs. Yeah. These two come up. So the movies this time on Splitting Hairs, episode 2.02 point Splitting Hairs, oh, is in my corner, White House Down. And in Dan's corner, Olympus Has Fallen. Oh, he got the name right. Damn I know, I did. I did because right. I wrote it <laughs> at the top of my list because I love the movie so much. Yes, well, not as much as I love my movie. We So White House Down versus Olympus Has Fallen. We have divided the movies up into arbitrary categories that we think is most easy to compare them on, which we will go through. I will argue in favour of my perfect movie, and Dan will argue in favour of his garbage one, I think is how it normally works, right? <laughs> we, so, yeah, I mean, let's, uh, should we just do it? Should we just start this thing? To it, I mean, it's, it's not going to get any uh, worse. I mean, better. We're not getting uh, any younger. Better. White House Down. Uh, let me start. I'll start, okay? I'll go first. Okay, okay, right? okay, okay. So White House Down. Um, we're going to start and we're just going to tell you a little bit about the movies like we normally do, like who's in them and all that jargon. White yeah. House Down is a 2013 American action movie film. I stress action because it's action-packed. Directed by who would you think would direct an action-packed movie? No, it's not Michael. Michael. No, it's not Michael. Oh. Michael Bay. It's Michael Bay Light. It's Roland Emmerich. Everybody, he's it back. Is. We like him. What's he done before? He, he's a mixed bag of a he's director. A, yeah, like, he he's done, some he's, great stuff. Some he's done some movies, right? He's, he's a director. Yeah. What has he done? Well, I he's hear been paid you. to direct yeah. things. Yes. Well, what has right. he directed? I hear you all scream in unison. Well, he's done Universal Soldier in 1992, which is a movie. Believe, yeah, that's a film. He did yeah. the Stargate movie. Oh, in coincidentally, we were just talking yeah. about that. In 1994, he both wrote and directed it. And this yeah. now, this from so Stargate was like his. I'm 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 getting I'm getting ready. I'm about to blossom into the mm. director we all know and love. So f- then 1996 came along and he did Independence Day. Fantastic. We Some love. Some people say it's yeah. a bit silly. 
Some people are idiots. And then, right, two years later, 1998, what could he possibly do to top Independence Day? Well, he did Godzilla. Didn't really top A.K.A. A- Zilla. Yeah. He did that one. The one with that, you know, that weird one. And then he did a Mel Gibson vehicle called The Patriot. In the year oh, 2000. Yes. Braveheart in America. If Braveheart was a colonial civil war. Then after that, he did actually a movie I actually genuinely quite like because it's big and dumb and stupid. It's about the end of the world. He did The Day After Tomorrow, which he wrote, produced, and directed. I actually quite like it as well, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not actually, it's actually not a bad fun, movie. Like. Actually not a bad movie. That was 2004. Yeah. So there's a run of like four movies that people know. Huh? Yeah, 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 that's about as far as I'll go with that. Yeah. After that, then he did like 10,000 BC. Then he did 2012, the weird... Remember when everyone was obsessed with the Mayan calendar ending and stuff? That was odd. He did that one. God, I wish they were right. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? And then he did like <laughs> Anonymous and... Uh, then he did this. His piece de la resistance. White House Down. The incredible movie that I'm here to talk about today, which is, as both movies... Are we should stress? I suppose that's why they're that's why they're up against each other. They're both about like the White House being attacked and some guy has to save the president, etc. So on yeah. and so forth. My movie's cast. What a cast! I mean, talk about a hot cast. That's what you I'm mean. What? Say. It's a. They hot, had a cast. <laughs> it's hot, and it, it's they're hot people, and they're in a movie. And really, at the uh, end of the day, small faces on the yeah, heads. Really, at the end of the day, that's all you really need is some hot people in a movie. Wearing tank tops, which one of them? To be fair, that's a good twenty percent like bonus for you. Any movie you watch normally, uh, yeah, I'm genuinely. If it people is. are attractive, like yeah. pop, you know, I'm not. I'm not saying this in a jokey way. It's genuinely a thing. You like, yeah, yeah I find yeah, these people yeah. attractive. Boost, well, yeah. Hollywood marketing works. That's what I all I'm saying for you. Yes. Anyway, who's in this? <laughs> Channing Tatum, everybody. We know him. We like him. Remember that time no, he was supposed yeah. to play Gambit? He uh, for about. 20 years? Yeah, he turned up at Comic-Con <laughs> one time and he helped old man Stan Lee down the stairs and everybody went, oh, isn't Channing Tatum nice? He's <laughs> in this. <laughs> Stan Lee going, you'll never become him. Yeah. Never. <laughs> he just walks on. <laughs> you'll never be Gambit. Channing Tatum Except is in this. He's the, he's, he's the lead. He plays John Cale, who is we will get to later. Uh, also in this, Jamie Foxx plays the president President something or other. Jamie Foxx is the president in this, which is really a wild casting decision. But we'll talk about that more later. Maggie Gyllenhaal is in this. Brother, no, not brother, sister of Jake. We like Jake. We like Jake. We like Maggie. Maggie's cool. Also, uh, Joey King, who... um, more most recently, people should know stars is the star of the blockbuster Netflix rom com franchise, The Kissing Booth. I like them out of touch sometimes <laughs> when they say stuff like that. You know, I'm just like, I'm glad that it's I don't a, know what that there's is. There's three of them. There's three movies: The Kissing Booth, One, Two, and well, I think maybe three hasn't come out yet, but there's going to be a third one. It's One, Two, and Three, and it's about what do you think it's about? It's about a kissing booth and a girl having doing stuff with her best friend's older brother in a movie okay. and she's Joey King she's a good actress to be fair to her uh, she's a lot younger than this obviously this came out in 2013 uh, also in this uh, Jason Clark, Richard Jenkins and James Woods this movie White House Down was released on June 28th 
Do yes, Jeez, June. What's tw- his Oh yeah, we'll get to him. Oh, he, he comes. To, for, oh yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Sorry. James Woods, yes. <laughs> White House Down was released June 28th, 2013 by Sony Pictures. Uh, and it had a big old budget of $150 million. It's actually a big budget, yeah. That's a pretty it's big pretty, budget. Yeah, yeah they, you know, and you can tell, I think. Okay. Maybe, yeah. sort of. They have, there's a lot more, there's a lot of explosions and stuff in, in my one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean... Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I get you know. It's so. Oh, I, I should say actually, just to, just one final bit. This was written and produced by James Vanderbilt, who, whose filmography is wild, to be quite honest. As a writer, things he has written. Uh, do you remember the Rundown? Oh, no. What's that about? Do you remember Welcome to the Jungle? Yes. Same movie. Oh, for some reason the the uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Shaw William William Scott weird action movie was called Welcome to the Jungle over here and in America and other places it was called the Rundown for some reason. He he oh. wrote that right, then he wrote Zodiac. Are you sure they were just not some very very similar movies? <laughs> no, they're the exact same movie. Can you imagine. Yeah. Imagine they just the rock. The rock gets hired twice. He doesn't cop it. Like, if they are, then that's what we're doing for the next episode of Splitting Hairs. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, that's the rundown. Then he wrote Zodiac, which you know the David Fincher movie about the Zodiac killer with Jake Gyllenhaal, which is a really good movie and not at all like Welcome to the Jungle. Uh, he oh. also has written The Amazing Spider-Man, the first Andrew oh. Garfield one. Yep. Then he wrote Independence Day Resurgence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, yeah, there you go. And right. he is uh, currently writing uh, both the next Transformers movie and the next Scream movie, which are both coming out next year. Oh, I'm very excited for that. Yeah. But isn't that, isn't that a crazy variation of movies? Anyway, that's James Vanderbilt. He wrote my movie, and he's great. Dan, tell us about your movie. Olympus has fallen, you mean? Damn it, I thought you'd get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I can see it in your lips. <laughs> no, um, yeah, so we're, I chose to defend in this court of entertainment, Olympus has fallen. Uh, it came out in 2013, and I'll get the exact date for you, which was uh, March 22nd. So that was about a month in between? Three months. Three months in between. I don't know what dates are. Cool. <laughs> um, directed by Antoine Fuqua. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it properly. Uh, he um, directed the Can modern. Can we Magnific- say that? I. Can we use I mean, those we, words? We literally said, <laughs> we literally said "fuck" before. Yeah. yeah okay, you're right. Okay. Um, so we. Um, he has directed uh, the modern Magnificent Seven, uh, the Equalizer, Southpaw, and Brooklyn's Finest. Equalizer is always a great movie. I haven't seen The Equalizer. That's Denzel oh. Washington, right? Where he shoots Cheers. people. I like Denzel. Southpaw is yeah. good. Southpaw is a good movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't heard much of the Magnificent Seven. I'm not much of a cowboy. Um, movie uh, fan, just but... watch the original. Okay. Um, I probably still won't. But yeah, cool. I mean, it's a good western. Uh, the original is a good okay. western. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Um, here comes some very strange names. Uh, Creighton Rothenberger. Along with oh. Catherine Benedict, uh, both 
have worked together and written the two sequels to this movie, which are Angel Has Fallen and London Has Fallen, and as well as The Expendables 3. Oh. There you go. So oh, there's a duo. I, I try to see if they're married or something, but no, no, they're just write movies together and the same they have both written like five movies and they're working on the next two movies together as well oddly they just yeah. they do well yeah, yeah happens sometimes, like you know? Lord and Miller sometimes people just work together yeah like um, me and you wise, some might say <laughs> perhaps um, <laughs> it's about 70-30% there and I'll let you decide at home who's the 70 and who's the 30 um, anyway Gerard Butler um Jerry. Uh, one of our favorite Scottish actors out there. Jerry, we call him. Oh, you can call him Jerry if you'd like. Uh, he plays um, an ex-security, you know, president look after person <laughs> called um, Secret, Mike. Secret service agent, I think. Ah, uh, whatever. Uh, Mike Banning, <laughs> right? Um, he, but, you know, we know um, Jerry. From movies like 300, The Phantom of the Opera, Law Abiding Citizen, and The Bounty Hunter. He's been in quite a few movies. I mean, he's, he always plays a fairly good, rough, speaks out of the corner of his mouth kind of guy. Right? And then we have Aaron Eckhart, who is um, President Benjamin Asher. Uh, he's been in The Dark Knights, Two Face, if you remember. Uh, Thank You for Smoking, which is a brilliant movie. Love that movie. And Rabbit Hole. Uh, we have Dylan McDermott who plays Forbes, which Owen wasn't aware of, was a name until we watched the movie. Listen, um, I mean, it, it makes, it's not like it doesn't make sense. I just never thought about it before, I guess. Yeah, that Forbes it's was, just the magazine in your yeah, head. Yeah, I just that? never thought that yeah. Forbes came from a family name or something. Yeah. Uh, he was in The Perks of Being a Wallflower, The Practice, and In the Nine of Fire. Uh, Rick Hume, who plays the villain of our piece, Kang. Um, Kang? Kang. Kang the car. Is this a variant? Ah. (laughs) See what I did there? Yeah. Topical. (laughs) Do you want to now give out about Loki for 10 minutes? No, I don't want to waste my breath. Oh, harsh words. Uh, Anyway, he was in the Fast and Furious, Die Another Day, and a movie called Ninja Assassin. I mean, look, next actor, there's Morgan Freeman, who plays speaker, Drumble. I'm not going to tell you movies Morgan Freeman has been into. Uh, you who? All... <laughs> who? Oh, he's, a, he's an up-and-coming actor, you know. <laughs> young guy, young guy, is he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, driving with Daisy, a small indie studio thing, you know. Oh, yeah, it's like an A24 yeah, yeah, yeah. production, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. Um, and then Angela Bassett's Secret Service director, um, Lynn Jacobs. And she was in Strange Days, Black Panther, and... One of my favorite sci-fi movie, Contact. We like her. Yeah, yeah, she's good. Yeah, yeah, she's very likable. But yes, um, so the movie on a slightly less budget than yours at seventy million. Mm, yeah, slightly less. Yeah, but uh, made gross about ninety-eight million, and worldwide made about one hundred and seventy million, which is bad on on an investment of seventy million. Yeah. You know? mm. Yeah, it, they right. just about got even. It's all right, you know. Just about even, you know. <laughs> anyway, and yeah, that's it. Th- so those are yeah. the movies, everybody. White House Down yeah. versus Olympus has fallen. I was wait. I just want you to say Black Hawk Down. Imagine I, I was, yeah, imagine I was <laughs> the one that got it wrong after all this. So <laughs> Kevin Smith. No, I'm kidding. So, okay, first up then, the first category we have decided to... 
argue over. I don't know. They're just which we definitely thought was a category last time, but apparently wasn't. No, well, no, this one was. Was it? Yeah, the other one wasn't. Oh, hero! Sorry, I got myself. So yes, he's yes. The first category is. Let's talk about the heroes. I'm gonna stick my knife through your brain. He's gonna stick his knife through your brain, Dan. That was your hero, Mike Banning. Would yeah. You like to? That's heroes talk. That's you, when you think of a hero. Would you like that's to what talk you think about of? Mike Banning for a while? <laughs> Mike Banning, yes, Mike Banning. Um, so a Secret Service um, security man for the president, very close to the family. Um, um, you know, when I say close, literally one of the first shots is him sparring, boxing wise with the president in his own private, like, boxing ring. Um, Secret Service definitely in this, like, at Camp David seem like their extended family. And, you know, he ruffles with the kid, and, you know, the mother is all friendly. You know, everyone seems to get along, and they're going off to some, um, you know, billionaire's dinner to raise some funds and that kind of thing. Um, when the kid's kind of asking for it, um, they decide to change the seating around a little bit for the three cars, uh, which then sadly ends up in a tragic accident. So they're on their way, and suddenly it's snowing, it's dark, and a deer comes out of nowhere, crashes into a car, and secure, uh, the front car goes right into the river, and the second car that has the president and his wife crashes and is kind of tipping at the edge. We all know the scene. It's a car that edge of the you know bridge and it's about to fall over and all this you know security people secret service people run over and trying to get him out right and this is where the tragedy of um, mike banning begins because the door to the president's wife is wedged closed it can't be opened so he makes a split decision saying i'm going to take you out of here mr president and he cuts the seatbelt out while the president's saying, no, no, save my wife, but he's not hearing him. Because, look, he's a secret service member. He has to look after this. It's the president who has to be looked after, not the wife. You know, there's, there's sadly a degree of who's more important than the other. And, you know, the president gets saved, and immediately, literally, this president gets pulled out of the car as it's falling, and that's the tragedy of it. You know, we skip ahead uh, two years he doesn't work anymore with the president. Um, uh, the Secret Service director, uh, Lynn Jacobs, basically tells him that, look, I know the president. The president doesn't blame you for what happened. He just can't see because he remembers all the crappy things. And this is kind of where we get with Jared Butler's uh, Butler's character. He's worked in an office. Sorry about that. I'm going to move this out of the way. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah. Then an attack happens at the White House, and the first thing Jared Butler does is run to the White House, um, run near to the White House, near the Pentagon, and find out what the hell has happened. He's helping to the citizens. He's talking to the remaining government that is not the president and the vice president, and to see what they can do. And he basically is on a one-man mission into the White House to save the president and redeem himself. And that's Jared Butler, our hero. That's old Jerry Butler in your Good old movie. Mikey Boy. Now compare that, if 
you will, as we must, as is the premise of this show, to my hero. <laughs> a Mr. Channing Tatum. Channing Frederick Tatum. I think that's his middle name. I don't really know or care. Channing Tatum. I don't know. Channing Tatum, you might wonder, does not just play Channing Tatum in this. He plays a man named John, which continues the Channing Tatum playing soldier types named John cinematic universe, which comes along also with Dear John, I think. He's John in that, right? Or maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just because the letters are called Dear John Letters. Anyway, he plays John Cale, who is an Afghanistan war veteran and capital police officer who dreams. This man has a dream, Dan. John Cale has a dream, much like... No, I'm not going to use that comparison. John Cale has a dream. Oh, don't! (laughs) Don't do that! (laughs) He wants... Do you know what he wants to do? He wants to save the goddamn president, Dan. And my fucking yeah. God, that's what he's going to do. John Cale <laughs> no wants to No matter what's in the way. No, he doesn't you give know, a no shit. No matter what, be it, you know, doing bad in college, his daughter, whatever. Yeah, look, all right, he's not, he's a flawed hero, but he's a hero nonetheless. <laughs> he wants to be a secret service agent. That's apparently his dream. I don't know why. He likes saving people. That's why he wants to be that. And he has a job interview and he takes his little girl, Joey King, Emily Cale, uh, to the White House for an interview when suddenly incels attack. And the White House is torn apart. He's separated from his daughter. He must decide, do I save the president and the world or save my daughter? And you know what John does. Cale does in that instance? By God, Dan, he saves them both somehow because he's does a man he? of action. He's a man of few words, except sometimes he might be a psychopath, but we'll put that down to the PTSD from the Afghanistan war, okay? He's yeah. uh, he's a, he's not really a loose cannon. Is he a loose cannon? I don't know, but he's, you know, he doesn't say much. I he mean, just, he's going to the White House. Uh, he shoots things, and he shoots multiple people, yeah. and he beats them to death sometimes, and he punches a lot of people, and he doesn't take no for an answer, is what he does. Yeah, well, how many hotshots? Um, hotshots? Hot Headshots does he do? Jesus. I had a stroke just then. He's, no, he's not in Hot Shots Part 2. Thank you very much, Dan. <laughs> headshots does he do? I'm just telling you because I think you'll find that one of our movies does more headshots. <clears throat> Which movie is it, Dan? Oh, are you testing me again? Olympus has fallen. <laughs> I'm going to get you one of these one of these terms. I'll get you. You're going to say Black Hawk Down. I know. I like what we do like someone that's completely unrelated in a few months and I say Black Hawk Down. Yeah, probably. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, remember that time we did Black Hawk Down? On the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Look, listen, all right. Here's the difference, I think, between our, our two heroes. All right? Yes. My My guy has... A goal at the start of this movie, and he achieves it. Your guy... What's his goal? He wants to save the president. He wants a job. His literal goal, before there's even an issue, before the White House even explodes, is to save the president. Your guy had that job, and he was really bad at it. He wasn't really bad at it. It's a horrible moment. And by the way, by the way, by the way, way, uh, his job is to save the president. Who did he save? He disobeyed a direct order. Literally, no, no, that's not not how security works. Not how that works, I'm afraid. That's how the president is not in charge of that. Well, ask, that's how it is in my movie. 
They can't do yeah. <laughs> yeah, but your movie takes about 10 fucking hours to decide who's in charge and what can you do? Because you can't do anything. America can't function without the president. There's no troops in the whole entire world. None of the Secret Service, none of the military, none of the FBI, none of them can, they all just sit around twiddling their thumbs until the president yeah. directly tells them what to do. Yeah, he has to say, no, look, 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 I abdicate very impressive. Oh, thank God, we can stu- do stuff now. Yeah, that's, that's what he has to do. That's that is that is the legal. That is, I think, I think that's was an amend, an amendment to the constitution. I think it was in the constitution, okay. actually. I think it's the constitution. I think that's the whole constitution. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Do, as far as I do, know, it might well be. Do what the president tells you and do nothing else. That's the American constitution, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Though, look, those are those are our heroes. Is there m- much more to Mike I, I, Banning? I don't know. Because here's what I'll say is like I'm not saying Mike Banning is like ancient, but he's very much coming back nearer to the end of his career compared to Chang Tatum's character, John. Like they're they're bookends of a career. Uh, because you know, Mike Banning could actually get the job in the normal way. Oh um <laughs> whereas John not so much. John needed like the most convoluted way of getting this job. My actually, when you think about it, my movie was really a, just an overly complicated job interview. It was really what? Oh, wouldn't that be amazing? Like, like he's just finished it, and then suddenly, like the villain comes up, like, "Good job! All right, everyone, get up! Yeah, great, that was a right, test. You did great, wonderful. Yeah, 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 you know what, John? Yeah, you can have the job." I think you did, you did all right there. I have no, no, some... no, I mean, like, literally the whole thing was staged. Just like, yeah, yeah, yeah well done. I have some notes <laughs> earlier. Yeah. You kind of dithered over whether you wanted to save your daughter or the president. In the future, never say the daughter. It's never always the, the president, okay? <laughs> just yeah. for the future. <laughs> uh, look at her. Bless her. She's waving the flag. But anyway, yeah, if she dies, she dies, okay? She dies, she dies. <laughs> Fuck her. Yeah, I mean, those are the heroes. Uh, they're re- honestly, look. Neither of them are that complicated, I think, as as dudes. I think they are. I think my character's a little bit more complicated. Like, John just really wants to, like, I want to look after the present. There's no re- like reason given. It's just like, this is a good enough job. And then his, some person knows him from college goes, yeah, but you're not really that reliable, John. You really aren't. Uh, whereas Banning is, like, it, let's, joking aside... Like, it was a tragedy what happened, but he chose to save the present, the most important thing at the time, and that's it. And it's, it's the, the thing he has regrets, and he feels bad of what happened. I think it shows a bit of depth, rather than, hey, I want to go to work at the White House. Yeah, but Channing Tatum talks to a squirrel at the start of the movie, which shows he is uh, compassionate and kind and likes animals. Uh, yeah. Your movie, a dog dies. Uh, it, 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 ooh, that, but yeah so, but guess what but guess, guess what Channing, guess what Channing, but, guess what uh, okay. Mike Banning stops those people that shot the dog does he specifically kill those two people that shot the dog probably probably he, <laughs> he probably kicks them as he walks by their corpses probably like, I saw what you, you did. don't remember you know who does kick a corpse John Cale specifically kicks a man's corpse and says, fuck yeah. you, right after he shoots him in the head. And there's two massive head injuries in this movie based on heavy ornaments. Um, yours was a giant German clock 
whereas mine yes. was no nope, some that, head that was also my movie no no that, that when we watched it someone got killed by a large ornament thing it was a statue of abraham lincoln and, and it, yeah that I, was my movie was it no, yeah. that was Jamie Foxx. No, no, no. Yes, down. I, I made a point of it. That it happened, like, yesterday when we watched it. Shit, we've lost our minds. We're mixing anyway. up the movies. Let's carry on. <laughs> Channing Tatum talks to squirrels, and that reminded me of The Emperor's New Groove, is what I have written here, and that's a point in my movie's yes. favour. So... <laughs> yeah, but did you know Jared Butler talks outside his mouth because he can't control a Scottish accent? It's the only way he can speak it with an American accent. I thought he was so American. I, I thought he was American. He's not, he's Scottish. You mean Jared Butler, the most American man since sliced bread, is not American? Not, um, what, what are you saying he's American for? He's very, you can hear his accent. But he's, he's Jerry Butler. Scottish. He's always American. But, yeah, he plays American. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm going to die. He also plays huge old Greek men. You know who <laughs> is an American, a real American? Channing Tatum. Yeah. So, so what? Go on. Jared Butler's not even an American, Dan. He doesn't even understand. He couldn't really, really get into the role. Not like Channing. He couldn't Tatum, get into the White House. Only American knows how, how to get into the White House. Yeah. 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 They do the yeah. tour. Yeah, sure. I think that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's do the next category. All right. Let's do the next one. Let's move on. Let's keep this thing. Let's keep this train churning out butter or whatever the however the oh yeah the old train's <laughs> churning butter whatever the expression is the next category is the presidents our foe did not come only to destroy our things for our people get your hands off my Jordans get your damn hands off his Jordans yeah my president is Jamie Foxx he Ooh. is very handsome, very likable, uh, fantastic actor. Uh, love Jamie Foxx. You know what your movie has? Go on. Morgan Freeman, but he's not the president. Yeah, okay. That's, but a, you know, you... that's a sin. That is a Here's cardinal. the thing, right? You can't... Every point you made probably doesn't have much to do with the actual character in the movie, though, because we're talking about characters here. <laughs> you just, you just, oh, you just said lots of nice things about Jamie Foxx. Yeah, Jamie, he's just saying about the character. He's just Jamie Foxx. He's President James. See, James, Jamie. He's President Jamie Fox Sawyer. I think Fox is his middle name in the movie. No, he's, pre he's playing President James Sawyer, who is uh, being attacked by the incel brigade. Because why? Because he's trying to end the war in Iraq. Slash was it Iran? Possibly Iran. We're not sure because yeah. the we the movies to be okay. To to be fair, the movie at one point mentions he says something about but there were no weapons of mass destruction in Iran, which is a a weird thing. We're not sure if Jamie Fox got the countries mixed up or if this movie is set in a world where they invaded technically the right country, but not the because the. I, it's it's a strange one. Anyway, he wants to end the war. Not just that war, all wars, Dan, which is an admirable goal for any man and something that I think all presidents of America should aspire to and something which President James Jamie Foxx Sawyer achieves in this movie because at the end of the movie, France, Russia, China, Israel and Iran, all the famous war countries, agree yeah. to end all wars. That's how my movie ends. All wars end 
because Channing Tatum and President Jamie Foxx shot them out of existence with a rocket launcher. I I think that was there was a scene in your movie. It could have been my movie at this stage, but it's where they looked at um, America and the rest of the world look in shock, and I was just like, ah, I mean. Shock is a hard, strong word, isn't it, really? For the rest of the world. Yeah, I mean, listen. Yeah, I think that was in your... I think that was in your... Yeah. Like, I think we were both like... I mean, you know... I mean, it, it'd be sad. People are dying, but... Mm. I, so tell me know. about your president. Oh, you mean President Benjamin Asher. Well, you know, he's a politician, so he can be a bit... Two-faced. <laughs> and that was a solo joke, everyone. <laughs> Extra points you get. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, uh, he, he's very much a man's man. He likes boxing, which, like I said, which is like literally one of the first scenes we see of him. Um, he's trying to, um, you know, push down the aggressive nature that's happening in Korea, um, North Korea, obviously. And, you know, he's trying to gain a piece there, which is still a relevant topic uh, today. And in that pursuit, um, rather than letting a Secret Service man um, have to run into the White House while it's all crashing down and make peace across wars, he actually like tries diplomacy uh, by inviting the South Korean Prime Minister to the White House. I know, it's a crazy idea. Which then ends with a Secret Service man running through the White House trying to end yes, the whole yes, war. Yes, yes, <laughs> Not really the same thing, but, you know, whatever. Um, he's, and he's, yes, just so he, he's terrible at vetting yeah. people that and come to visit him. Obviously, very early in the movie, he becomes a widower. Um, he has a son, which, surprisingly, like, usually when there's, like, a widower in a movie, like, the son hates the father or something, because you let mom die or something something stupid like that. It doesn't happen this. They're like still, hey, want to run down to the kitchens and get some ice cream? Yeah, they, like, they, yeah. yeah. Kids, they like ice cream. Woohoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and presidents. And I mean, who doesn't like ice cream? Um, but he, he's just a, he's a, he's a good dad. Um, he's a man in grieving, but he's still leading his country. I'm, based on my calculations of dates and all that, I believe he got into his second term. So the faith of the American people was still so strong, even after he lost his wife, that they voted him back in. Yeah, he got he's sim- a two-term badass. He got a sympathy vote. It wasn't a sympathy vote because Americans wouldn't sympathize with that. They think that he wouldn't be strong enough to be a president. Depends. Strength in being a president is important. Oh, I don't know. He was de- He's definitely. Yes, I do know. He, your president is definitely a Democrat. No, he's a Dem Republican. Oh, you're right. Sorry, because... yeah, he wears a purple tie, <laughs> yeah. so he's he could he wears be, a purple tie. He's a bit of both, guys. Your president. No, he's he's very much like, at least from our simple European views, a, a, a Dem um, president. But I mean, we assume. Yeah. I, it's safe, I think, to assume that Jamie Foxx's president is also a Democrat. Yeah, yeah, most likely. You know, am, you know, because. Yeah, yeah. For reasons we probably shouldn't go into too much. I'd but yes. say he's a Democrat, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and that's my president. He's he's a good dad, man's man, likes ice cream, got he, voting he's a for a second election. He's a chicken um, shit. I don't think... Little baby again. boy. He's a, okay, let's start again. He's a man's man. He's a boxer. <laughs> Does he use a rocket launcher? Even once. 
Um, no, he doesn't. No. Does he shoot a man yeah. with a machine gun? He doesn't shoot a man with a machine Does gun, Does he no. stab a man to death with a pen while screaming, no. I choose the pen? No, Does he, he curb stomp a man in his new Air Jordans? Uh, no, he does not follow that racial stereotype. Well, the bar then for being a man is quite low then, isn't it? I don't think any of those things, I don't think ferocious murder makes you a man. <laughs> well, tell that to President James Sawyer, the manliest of rocket launcher wielding presidents that the world has ever seen. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I will. <laughs> but also, a kind-hearted soul who agrees to appear in a small girl's YouTube video blog. He also stabbed a man with a pen. Yes. It's the dichotomy of man existent in all of us, Daniel. <laughs> YouTuber. President, President James Well, listen, plenty of YouTubers, I'm sure, are mass murderers, I think. I mean, They're yes. certainly psychotic. That's not part of this discussion. <laughs> no, it isn't, but it's relevant somehow, somewhere, I think. I don't know. <laughs> God. <laughs> listen, I'm just, all I'm saying is... The president uses a rocket launcher. I can't stress that enough. It actually okay. happens. He picks up an yeah, RPG. I, he doesn't know how to use it. Channing Tatum screams at him, hey, don't wave the missile in my face. But he shoots it, and he hits logs and he kills people. He, okay, but he doesn't beat Independence Day president when he flights a jet into battle along his troops. No, but... No one can beat him. We're not... We're no. <laughs> Come on. We're not, we're not arguing. If Independence Day enters this conversation, we might as well just all go home because there's, there's no arguing that Independence <laughs> yeah. Day is a better movie. Independence Day, incidentally, also made by my director. Thank you for... Oh, yeah, which makes this movie better because of that, is it? Yeah, because it has a very... It has a loose association, a closer tie to Independence Day, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Those are the presidents. President yes. Sawyer versus President what was, what, Asher is your guy's name. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Harvey Dent. Next up. It's classified. Classified? Really? Right now, I think I have the proverbial need to fucking know. I apologize in advance, but this is going to be the hardest takeoff you've ever felt, sir. So we're talking about, uh, I guess, the response. Sort of, I guess this is the plot of the movies, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, and more in anything, not even the response so much from the heroes, but like from the government and the people in yes, that world. Yeah, I should say, this is not this is not how John, Cale and Mike Banning respond to things, which is kind of in a similar fashion. Let's shoot things. This is kind of government, how the governments work, because they're kind of different in this, I guess. Yeah. So in White House Down, uh, the the White House is invaded. It's sort of a coup, I guess, in White House Town, because it's an inside job. It's the head of the president's security detail, played by James Woods. Um, he leads like a bunch of disenfranchised uh, military background type white people uh, to hmm. invade first the cat cat. The Capitol bil- building. Um, Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you telling me that white people can be terrorists to invade Capitol buildings? Listen, it's a novel idea. I know, right? Yeah. Some might say this movie was prophetic in many senses. Or pathetic, you know. I would say this is, I would class this as a psychic movie almost. Somehow they yeah. s- they somehow Roland Emmerich and James Vanderbilt saw the yeah. future. It's almost it's almost like 
there have been many white terrorist groups for a long, long time, but media wasn't showing it as much because it was more fun uh, beating down on brown people. Who are the bad but, guys nah. in your movie? Korean people. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, that, isn't it? It's like, it's you weird. know. That's kind of weird, odd, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, the incels, um, the 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 pre-Trump Trump supporters are the bad guys in my movie, and they invade the White House. Sort of, they sort of just they take over, and the government's like, "We got to get you out of here, Mr. President. We got to get you on the Air Force, whatever. No, not Air Force One. That's the jet. Whatever is it, Marine One? I think is the the helicopter. Uh, they're like, "We're gonna get so. you out of here," and they're like, "Oh no, we can't get you the helicopter. Let's get you in this." bunker room oh no we've kidnapped you blah 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 um but from there on out the president is now kidnapped essentially he's in the white house they don't they can't talk to him blah blah blah. the only man who can save him is john cale etc so on the rest of the government the vice president takes off aboard air force one the speaker of the house heads to the pentagon maybe some other place Paul, yeah. I don't know. Grey walls. He's in some other place. That's, yeah, it's probably the Pentagon. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and then they're kind of like, the vice president's like, we got to launch a military action. We got to save everybody. We got to do something. And everybody everybody else, the the, <laughs> the chief of staff, uh, who's played by, oh my God, I can't think of his name, but his name is, um, he's the guy in The Wire, he's Lieutenant Daniels, and he's the, like, the concierge in John Wick. He's like the, chief of staff of the military or whatever he's like no we can't do anything without the president's permission they basically all just sit there for like an hour going we can't no we need the president the, only the president can order this and the vice and president's like president here yeah, well, the vice president's like well we're gonna impeach him then get him out of here and then the vice president dies so they make the speaker of the house the president uh and he's like yeah let's blow everything up or whatever but it's kind of this weird like we, it's it's almost like democracy fails sometimes yeah it's it's very it's it's quite it's kind of odd and i know i should be talking about it in a glowing sense but it's really odd to be quite honest yeah especially really because is. jamie fox like is there a, must be emergency protocols like well, you know the main the main point the main time it's, it was driven home how odd it is is when they have john cale on the phone and the president president sawyer is with him and speaks to somebody on the phone, and they're still like, "No, nah, we need the president has to give the order." Just he just he just do it on the phone. Yeah, he can just tell yeah. you on. You can just you know, I mean, t- just do that, you know. But without you know having said all that, if that had happened, then we wouldn't have got RPG wielding president. So, at the end of the day, democracy wins again. Do you what, think it, what's, it, the, what's the response like in your movie, Dan? Okay, so the the good part of what you just did was you explained a little bit of what happened in the movie to first establish what there is to respond to, which actually gives me some time to talk about things. Um, so, right, okay, like I said earlier on. This is a diplomatic president, and he invites the prime minister of Korea, not, well, not North Korea, obviously, South Korea, um, to the White House to discuss a way of stopping um, North Korea basically from going insane, as they normally do. Um, you know, there's, there's people um, lining up on 
the border and it's not a good time. And, you know, the Prime Minister uh, brings along um, an aide and goes right to the White House um, when an explosion happens. There's some uh, stuff happening outside. And straight away, you know, they say, okay, you have to go downstairs, Mr. President. And Mr. Pre- the President's like, just grabs onto the uh, Korean Prime Minister. Yeah, he's coming with me. He's like, let's get his protocol. And he says, no, you're doing it anyway. Which is the first moment, like, the president doesn't have this control (laughs) yeah and it left me wondering did the korean terrorist guys plan for that because clearly i I mean mean, clearly like but if the if the president had just if they had just dragged him into the bunker by himself and left the koreans there in the office what then (laughs) terrorist ah but you see but you see (laughs) it is obvious that president benjamin asher is a good man who would do that yeah, but he didn't appear in a child's video blog for YouTube, did he? I mean, you don't know that. He might. Maybe he's a regular, um, like, guest. I don't, don't think know. he knows what YouTube is. To be honest, probably fair. In 2013, <laughs> he probably would have gone. A what? A video blog? What? A v- hmm. <laughs> That's strange. Well, yeah. Anyway, uh, you know, uh, so the uh, Korean Prime Minister, his aides, uh, the Vice President and the President, and... A whole set of staff get brought down to the dungeon, and it turns out one of the aides is um, a major North Korean terrorist. <laughs> it's, the, it is, it's the funniest part in the whole movie because it's so yeah. stupid. Okay, because everything else makes more sense than your movie except this one part. This part was like. Wait, hold on. It's, it's that in and of itself, but it's also the really dumb moment where nobody in the room, all of the heads of F- the FBI and the Secret Service and the, the military and everybody are all in a room talking to this man via video chat. And they're all like, well, I think Mike Banning kills one of the terrorists and he sends him a picture of this tattoo that he has and they're all like, I don't recognize it. I don't know who this man is. I've never seen him before. Who is he? And like 10 minutes later, somebody's like, oh, he's this guy. He's a, like, he's one of the world's most wanted men. He's the head of a, mili- a terrorist paramilitary organization and the right-hand man of North Korean leader. And this guy is like, oh yeah, I know him. Like, why didn't you recognize him 10 minutes it, it ago? Was, like, we, were, we made a joke about that. We were wondering, like, did they just not want to seem racist? I think they just like, maybe, yeah. You, they were all like, looks ah, like that head of terrorism, but mm, I don't know if it's terrible. What if it's not him and then that poor guy gets painted with this? That wouldn't be yeah. right. I do. Yes. Best, best, yeah, best yeah. not to speak until we know for sure. Um, anyway, uh, so this age called Kang, uh, he's not an age, he's a giant famous terrorist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, he uh, shoots the vice president and the prime minister of Korea right in front of the camera as a threat, and they want some codes for some nuclear weapons, and they want them to move the seventh fleet from the unmilitary demilitarized zone. Sorry, just call it the DMZ. It's easy. It's DMZ, yeah, the DMZ, right? And they want America to leave. And do you know what? I mean, i obviously not a big fan of terrorists myself. You know, you do you, not me. Um, but <laughs> I kind of understand that part so much because it's a DMZ, you know. Um, they probably shouldn't have 
the seventh fleet there keeping an eye on things. You know, it just, but uh-huh. mm-hmm. to be honest, right? Oh, okay, well, here's the thing Kang's obviously not a good guy. He kills a bunch of people, he keeps a knife to someone's neck, trying to get the codes out, and all this. So, meanwhile, um, you know, his people, like the speaker, uh, Trumbull, played by Morgan Freeman, and the Secret Service director, uh, Lynn Jacobs, played by Angela Bassett. And, you know, like all the smart people, right? They, um, well, they don't do much. Um, they talk a lot about bringing military in and not bringing military in and saying, hey, Mike, what's up? Uh, oh, you're in the White House now. Fair place, yeah. They don't do the Irish accent, but it's pretty much that. <laughs> you're you're the the entire the collective heads of the entire security forces of America in your movie essentially just go, ah, Michael do it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, Michael do it. Michael And that's how much confidence they have in this guy. <laughs> but 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 they, they start that whole relationship by exclaiming most of them that they don't have any confidence in Mike Banning and that he's yeah. like not to be trusted, essentially. Yes, right. <laughs> why why do they say that? No, honestly, uh, why I, do they say that? Oh, well, number one, he let the president's wife die. Some would say he killed her. And then, number two, uh, what was it? There's a there's a moment, like, early in the movie where some random guy... Oh, he says to Sandra, yeah, fuck off. Some ra- yeah, yeah, I, well, yeah, he yeah. says the Speaker of the House, which I yeah. think was Morgan Freeman, Morgan. Yeah, but it yeah. doesn't come up again in the movie. Yeah, and everyone goes like, oh, Jesus, I can't believe you just said the, that. And it's like, is that is this like a thing you shouldn't talk about? Just tell the Speaker of the House to fuck off. Yes. You yeah. see, everyone it's goes like, rude. I don't know. I, you're, talk, you're sitting around like with like Secret Service people. They're just shit. Like, if that was said in the West Wing, people were, <laughs> funny. <It's>, yeah, <laughs> I mean, they should, honestly, they, they, it would have been worked a lot better had the guy like accidentally brought up the president's wife dying. Yeah, then sense. it would have been yeah, like, yeah. shut up, man. You don't, don't talk about that in front of him. He killed and that woman. Know, but then, I, like, it's just who you're the guy who told the speaker. I know you're trying to to fuck off. Here, but again, his wife died. They were in a critical moment, and you either save the wife or you save the president. You're going to save the president. That's your job. He he did the right choice, and we all suffered for it. No, we didn't. The it's only the president being upset, obviously, for good reason. And his God son, bless. Um, and his son who doesn't poor, seem to care that much. Poor Connor. We don't really see Connor caring much. He's not even aware. Wait, hold on. I see the emotional trauma now. He's not wearing a hat anymore. He lost the hat. He yeah. he, he no yeah. longer feels comfortable wearing a large oversized cap with the president's seal on it in public. You know, I think they did Sniper's that. Sniper's dream, some called him. <laughs> I actually think they did that to um, make him seem younger. That's the reason the hat was so big, so they could do the two-year gap, and it made sense. He also had glasses when he was in the first seat. Size bigger, maybe? Yeah, who knows, really? The anyway, mystery, it's so, the mystery of film. Um, we've just about done as much as the US government did in my um, movie, uh, which is just talk about <laughs> just, random relevant just things. Just talk our way around it while we... Yeah. we let, hopefully somebody else has already argued our points for us. <laughs> um, one thing that did kind of... Yeah, because <laughs> I just like to imagine, imagine Jared Butler, Jerry, has his own podcast where he explains all the points here. <laughs> um, but anyway... The one whilst thing that he on a stairs in a kilt. <laughs> oh, he loves the stairs and kills. That's gonna make no sense to anyone. Good job. <laughs> anyway, um, they give him deactivation codes to not 
nuke the planet. And that's that's the job they do. Like heroes. What? Say that again? They give that... Uh, oh, like yeah, yeah. They ne- he negotiates with the terrorists. Yeah, I, I would just like to say... He, he, he also disarmed the uh, nuclear weapons, which he got from these people who weren't doing anything else throughout the movie. Remember the code he was getting? Yeah. Over, you they, over ha- that thing they had the deactivation codes, but not the activation codes. Yeah, yeah. In this self-contained, only three people in the whole world can use it. It's only on one computer system. God service. And again, I feel like, so they were threatening to get the codes um, to activate it from these people. And it's like, they had to like, have the blades to his knife. says, give me the code. And eventually the president says, go on, tell them the code. And he does. And they look to the president, we're going to get your code now. Well, you're not going to get it. Can't we just do the same thing we just threatened this fellow with? Because you told him. Can't we just like mm-hmm. put a knife again to it? It didn't make sense. Like, I'm never going to no, tell you this. No, you're I'm going right. to slit this guy's throat. No, you're right. Your movie doesn't make sense. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. Neither no, I agree with you. Sense. I agree with you. And I would like to go on record here and say um, terrorists don't do you. Uh, so that's, no, I think I win. Um, What's now? What's our what's our last? I, I, actually said, I actually said I don't like terrorists, but you do. You so I'm talking about people who like terrorists, not the terrorists themselves. Hmm. Even those people don't do you. Don't do that. Be, be somebody <laughs> else. Be somebody else, maybe. Yeah, that's for a little bit. He's saying this. But he's actually wearing a t-shirt saying "Go terrorists." That's why we don't ever have video with these podcasts. Yes, yeah, that's, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for our last section and perhaps the most traumatic one. This is where we decide, were we engaged? But how bad does it make you feel? Were you engaged by your movie? I'm going to let the perfect mask drop and say I read and pay much attention to this movie after a while. It really lost me very quickly. Uh, Maybe it's because we watched... Two movies which are pretty much the same in every important way, one day after the other. But like, like it is a good movie here, obviously, and I can see why people enjoyed it. And it's full of like ridiculous action and uh, fifteen headshots. Some are like I think it's like three knife wounds to the head as well. And like, there's lots of crazy sort of like damage and effects. And I think if you if you're into these movies, it's definitely an engaging movie. But for myself, I don't know. First of all, I don't really care too much for the American hoorah sort of feel to things. It's kind of cheesy and a little bit silly after seeing everything that's happened over the years. So, yeah, I, I guess I wasn't as engaged as I thought I would be because I had the impression that these were, like, excellent movies. But they're okay movies. They're grand what movies. What the fuck are you that impressed? I mean, one of I them is, and that one is White House Down. That's right, Dan. I'm keeping it going. White House Down, I was so incredibly engaged at all (laughs) moments of this movie. It's just from top to bottom. From, I mean, look at this. Look at this. I'll just give you some things that are in my movie, right? That are clearly engaging in and of themselves. And together in one package means how could I not be engaged? You got hot people, all right? They're hot and they're people and they're in my movie. They're Jamie Foxx and they're Channing Tatum. They're hot and they're in my movie. They're engaging. I'm engaged by hot people. Who isn't? Right? Point number one. Point number two, RPGs. The president uses one. That's engaging. That's a thing. That's you a thing. Just say the line. Just say the line. The line? RPGs. That's in your soul, burnt onto the very heart of you. RPG on the rooftop. There we go. There it is. <laughs> if anyone doesn't 
No, that's from Mercenaries, an old game that I... Just some Russian guy shouts it a lot, and I liked it. Uh, RPG president. President. The P in RPG now stands for president, I think. Rocket president. G. I don't know what RPG stands for. Rocket propulsion. Rocket propulsed grenade. Right? Something like that. I don't know. Rocket president grenade. Yes. Woohoo! James RPG Sawyer is his new name. They call him the Rocket President in his second term because he takes America to the land of real freedom where there are no so wars. That's engaging, isn't it? It's oh, wait. My lads sent uh, some helicopters at one stage. Sorry, lads. They did do one thing. My guys did Sorry. that too. Only they were yeah, they did. jets, I think. Yeah, that's possibly it. helicopters. Who knows? Oh yeah, because you the mega structures in the me- Washington, the, yes. the soup, the mega structures of Washington D.C. will either approach <laughs> as they fly, as they fly, like just barely missing. The they just barely don't decapitate crowds of people as they fly in really loudly. But anyway, <laughs> that's engaging in and of itself. Point number three, though, Air Jordan sponsorship money. That's engaging. Michael Bay the god of Armageddon has taught me anything, it's that product placement is engaging. The president wears Air Jordans. What does Michael Jordan think of this movie? I thought. Probably not a lot. He probably doesn't really get involved. But either way, either way, I was engaged for a moment while I thought that. You know what else is in my movie? Vlogging! This is the birth of vlogging! Video blogs, they call them. They hadn't even come up with the name vlogging yet until until this movie... Do you hear that? Do you hear that? I think that's the scratching of a barrel. Vlogging is in my movie, Dan. <laughs> it's vlogging. The, the, a girl vlogs and it's 2013 and she's vlogging and now look at us. Remember earlier I Here, said this movie thing, was right? prophetic? See, the thing is, right, there's actually a way you could have won the hero part and that is by mentioning the daughter because she did far more than Channing Tatum ever did. She's not. The hero. We were talking about John. I can't, she's, she's I can't, we have a gentleman's agreement here, Dan. I can't break the rules of split, splitting hairs that we came up with that we didn't really ever write down, but they're rules, okay? Okay, fair enough, Stick fair enough. Them. I'm just saying, this daughter was that, good. that reminds me, though, something I meant to bring up earlier that I've just now thought to bring up. Emily Kale is the real hero of White House Down, and she's incredible. Oh. <laughs> really? Hmm. And she's and wh- in- <laughs> what role did she play? She uh, she waved a flag and she vlogged the inside of the White House and stood up to terrorists. And she had her phone out and recorded some terrorists doing not good stuff. Yeah, that was the vlogging. I behind the curtain. To. Oh, I thought you meant just vlogging oh, no, in general. No, she vlogged the terrorism, which is um, a yeah. current something that happens weekly. Hashtag now. vlog the terrorism. <laughs> Hashtag vlog the terror. <laughs> <laughs> For all the terrorist fans, tweeted us, tweeted us, hashtag vlog the terror at uh, it'll be grand. Also, lots (laughs) of explosions and uh, no like big, weird, awkwardly lit uh, blue screens in my movie. Random sound elements going up to a hundred percent of nowhere. Oh my god, the uh, the (laughs) sound mix in Olympus has fallen is the worst I think I've ever heard. It really was. I think it actually shocked us about five or six times. I, I I watched at least an hour and 20 minutes of the movie with my finger on the scroll wheel be- just prepping to like turn the volume yeah. up and down because if I if I turned it down for the exploding and the gunfights and stuff because I couldn't hear over the exploding gunfights but when I turned it down I couldn't hear them speak in the quieter moments and they flipped between them constantly 
Terrible, terrible, I th- terrible. I, I think it. I think it just kind of flew through my head a few times. To be honest with you. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> and it's left us broken. And here we are. Yeah. It broke us to the point where we're arguing over White House Down versus Olympus has fallen. No, no, I'll cut that. I'll cut that bit out. I'll cut that bit. No, out. no, no, you won't. No, I'll cut it no, I won't. I don't edit these. What am I talking about? <laughs> so there it is, folks. That's it. Well, were we engaged? I say yes. Dan, it has. Dan's admitted defeat. So I'm not again. No, look. When I'm talking about engagements, like. Look, when you review movies like this, it can get a little tricky because you're watching two movies quite close to each other because you want it on a schedule to release. And I think I was just... My battery for saving the president because terrorists broke into the White House was a bit run down at that stage. You know, it's a very unique battery, but it was run down. Dude, is that like a Durex thing? Can you just buy those in the shop? Like a new one? I... Um, no, it's actually, um, you have to get a prescription. You're going to need one for next week when we do London Has Fallen. <laughs> no. God, no. no but <laughs> no, speaking of engagement. Speaking of. We like it when you guys engage with us. So please drop yes. a like, subscribe, all those good things. Uh, this was Splitting Hairs episode two, the second episode of Splitting Hairs, the miniseries, whatever the hell you guys want to call it. Episode three of season two. We're back next week with uh, normal stuff. By normal, you know, normal, as normal as we can possibly be, which is not very. But uh, what are we doing next week? Do you know? I know. Will I tell you? Tell us. I'll tell you. Because I'm actually, no, yeah, next, I'm actually excited for next week. Um, because we're going, we're doing a classic. Yeah, we're, we're going to do going, some classics this season, actually, in general. We're doing an actual, and I don't mean like when we said The Mummy was a classic. Even though it is. No. I mean like classics in the classic sense yeah the kind of classic that we won't get kicked out of like a fancy university yeah we're doing we're doing a movie that's probably has been released as part of the criterion collection and it's uh, a hitchcock movie and it's uh, rear window we're doing rear yes. window next week which is in my opinion one of the greatest movies of all time um I don't know Dan's opinion on it, but we'll, we'll find out. I haven't watched it. Aha, so it'll well, be a new experience for me. I am, I, okay. Oh, no, I'll save, I'll save my rear window material for the rear window episode, but that's what we're doing next week, folks. After a little bit of news from me, um, the reason we haven't set on the game streaming yet is completely down to me for not doing some graphic things, but hopefully we'll get to that very soon, and then you can join us talking shite while we play stupid games. Real stupid games, the stupidest. That's what we want. Yeah, hopefully. Play the stupidest yeah. games, watch the stupidest movies, except for next and week. And also, folks, just a quick uh, request, even. Uh, like our posts on our media rather than on shared posts we make to our personal accounts. It helps us out a lot. If you like us, share, like, tell everyone about us. And that'd be really, really well liked. Yeah. All right. We'll see you, you Friday for the news roundup, and then we'll see you next week for Rear Window. Bye bye. Astrolog. Super Grant. <laughs>